0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Racetime Radio, live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. And don't forget our brand new live YouTube page, Racetime Radio TV, as well as live on RacetimeRadio.com. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Junior here in the studio tonight. A uh, busy weekend. Junior
1: championship weekend. What did you think of that one? Hey, this was not a busy weekend for me by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. I parked my rump right in front of the TV, and I watched a bunch of racing. That's all I did. And uh, it was awesome. Race of the weekend. Uh The trucks. Trucks for me. Um, I watched a couple of the World Finals uh, over at uh, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yep. Uh, that would take the cake. Uh, but those are short races, right? Right, uh, right. You know, thirty-five laps here and twenty-five laps there. Um, there were there was a couple of real good shows there, but uh, uh, definitely I got to say the trucks were the race of the weekend for me. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, you know, from the drop of the green flag to the end. Um, I think that the middle portion of the Xfinity race, mm-hmm. watching Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs, and as well, um, uh, Justin Allgaier, uh, dice it up oh, uh, yeah. through. I'm gonna say lap one one forty to close to the end of the race. They were getting after it, and oh, that yeah. was some of the best racing that I've watched uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in the past ten years. Uh, but that being said, I still got to give it to the trucks. I think that, uh, you know, for a lot of these young guys, they're getting this rap of getting out there and wrecking each other. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it gets old in a hurry. Uh, what we've seen this weekend, I don't care what anybody says. I've seen a couple of posts on social media already stating that the cup race was boring. Uh, stating that you know they weren't happy with who the champion was, blah 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 whatever it was. Right. What right. you can say about this weekend was that it was good, clean, honest racing between yes. the championship four in the trucks, in Xfinity, and in Cup. No controversy at the end of these. No, and and, and you know a little bit of controversy with the uh, Ross Chastain and and uh, and Chase Elliott, but I I still class it as ah, clean racing. I do. It too. was uh, you know I. I Chastain did not mean to wreck him. Um, no, I no, no. I can say that clear as day. 130 um, miles an
0: hour happens
1: fast, right? Yeah. And Somebody
0: and cuts across your nose. Yeah.
1: They're and already spun by the time you get a chance to left. I mean, it's uh, it, it's definitely a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, Chase Elliott's going to be mad about it. Um, anytime you end up in the inside wall, you're going to oh, end up mad about it. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think that, that the race in this weekend, <laughs> there was times where uh, it, the racing... Finish could have been altered with just the, you know, placement of a fender or <laughs> or a, a, you know, a dirty door slam, yeah, um, you know, or even taking somebody out. You know, there could have been a lot of different outcomes this weekend. Mm-hmm. But would it have been more exciting if that happened? I vote no yeah i think that I think that the racing was fantastic, so um gotta give it up to uh Zane Smith, of course, picking up the truck victory, picking up the uh, the victory uh, in the championship as well mm. uh, third times a charm for him um, you know bridesmaid bridesmaid and uh, and winner champion so uh, gotta gotta take your hat off to uh, to Zane Smith and furniture row and Ford and all those guys and and then as well ty gibbs i have been difficult on him obviously the news came out today that uh, that his father Coy Gibbs passed away oh. uh, how devastating 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 terrible news i know what it's like everything you can possibly say is is terrible um that being said i've been difficult on that kid Mm. and uh me too and and he drove a whale of a race and won that championship fair square however you want to put it Mm. um went out there and won that championship and uh it's tough that uh uh, you know every time he looks back on it now he's going to think about his dad um but uh uh you know when you when you look at uh, the outcome of that, um, Ty Gibbs earned it and yeah, he did it right. He sure did. And uh, you know he didn't he didn't rough anybody up. He didn't do anything. He had tons of opportunity to rough up the seven. He had tons of opportunity to rough up the nine. Um, obviously had the best car. Was patient enough to realize that and drove up and and took the flag home. So uh, hats off to Ty Gibbs and then as well uh, hats off to Joey Logano. Man, oh yeah, he had he had the he had the diamond. And uh, he, he ran away with it. He got her done. He sure did.
0: Hey, we're going to talk about all the above here tonight and more. Uh, we're going to be joined by Alex uh, Labbe. He drove the 92 yesterday in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, he drove 99% of the races in Xfinity this year. We've seen him a couple times up here in Canada. Alex is on his way home Right now, actually, Uh, landed in Montreal maybe an hour ago, still driving home. We're going to catch up with him here shortly. We'll also hear from Paul Chirpany. Haven't heard from Paul all year, owner of Full Throttle Motor Speedway. We're going to check in with Paul tonight. His banquet was this weekend and his registration meeting, uh, all in one. So we're going to check in with Paul Chirpany tonight. Big news here in the province of Ontario came out uh, in the late part of last week. And uh, Oscar, Oscar is merging together with the United Racing Series that owns APC. Uh, tonight, we're going to check in with the president of Oscar, Dave Gainforth, is going to join us. And then in hour number two, we're also going to hear from, uh, how about it? We've got a truck guy coming on. we got Mr. Grand Endfinger, 23 for GMS. And for uh, Champion Power Equipment, we will hear from Grant Entfinger here tonight. What were you going to say, Junior?
1: Uh, well, I was just going to say surprising news out of the, uh, out of the Oscar United, Late Model or United Racing Series merger. Um, I didn't see that one coming. That's one of those things where, you know, it, it's, it's very rare that things happen here in Ontario uh, or in, in motorsports in general that, uh, you know, catch off guard completely. And, uh, that, uh, that news, when I, when I seen that, that tweet and how I learned about it was on, uh, Mike Schmidt's Facebook page, you know, he shared, yeah, he, he did. shared he a, a, a white right piece away. of paper and, uh, just a picture of it. And I, 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 looked at it and I was like, what is that? And I'm reading <laughs> through it. And I was like, what? There's no way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's right on par, um, you know, Luke and those guys uh, with APC—they've got—they've got a grand vision of, of what they want motorsports to look like in Ontario, what they want it to look like in Canada. I think that uh, you know this is a this is a big play, and it's oh, uh, huge. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, the grand scheme of things, they control a tremendous amount of cars now in in Ontario. With that comes a tremendous amount of responsibility, and I don't think that they take that lightly. Um, there's there's you know when you look at the car counts. Across the board um, mm-hmm. in in Ontario, if you wanted a lot of cars in your pit area, you had to look at Oscar. You had to look at the United Late Model Series. Yep. Or not the Late Model Series, the United Racing Series, because they got the Super Stocks, right? The Super Stock Quick-Quick That's deal. That's right, yep. And, and the, the, APC the APC Series. series. Yep. Everything else is 20, 15, you know. Or less. Or less cars. Yep. Um, even if you put on your own events, they kind of compete against those other touring series, and uh, um, you know when you look at uh, now, they control a large uh, chunk of the uh, of the market share when it comes time for race cars, and and uh, you know it's going to be really interesting. I do I think it's a good move. Do I think it's a bad move? Right? I, I there is not there is not an opinion yet. We have to see how this is going to work out. Well, and I think that it has all the makings to be the best move ever in racing. But it also is super scary. Listen, the tracks have to buy into that. They myth. definitely have to. That's, they have to. That's part of the. That's part of the entire checklist, and and the tracks need to buy into it. Well, if they I, don't, it becomes very dangerous.
0: I no, no. I think at this particular moment in time in the province of Ontario, if they don't buy into it then there's going to be all kinds of disruption, uh, uh, disruption within the ranks here in the province of Ontario. They need to buy into it, and they need to give Luke dates. They can't do what they did to All-Star back in the day and band together and say, oh, no, 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 we're not going to take a date.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I That's think, what they can't do. I think that uh, it's definitely in a different, a different place than where... All-Star was at the time. I think that the ownership groups... Yeah, there was are, only one at that time. Yeah, All-Star.
0: Yeah. Now take a look at it. Exactly. You got you got yeah. uh, late model. You got yeah. uh, super stock. Yep. You got hot run. Yep. You got modifieds. Yep. And I, you know what I would think would be a natural fit to this? Slide the super late models back into the Oscar world. They have a 25-year history with Oscar. They've been uh, disrupted, if you will, since they haven't been under the Oscar banner, yep. I I think it'd be a brilliant move for Luke to rally up those trips with the super light models, pull them under that
1: wing as well, and uh, you know get them going. I think for a competitor, if if I was a competitor, I would be more than excited because I think that uh, as long as you don't end up with one track, correct? Yeah, hundred percent. And and that is, you know, that's. I, I don't think that that's going to happen, and I don't like. We are not saying that that's what's going God, to happen. No, no, what, I don't wish that on no, anything. Exactly, I want nothing well, but success. What we are saying is is that is that when you control that much market share, it, it's it it becomes it becomes a lot of responsibility. A danger, you know. it's exactly. a danger. That's what it well, is. When I look at uh, it. it but on the flip side, the positives far outweigh that danger. I think yes, I and, and I think that they, I think that they do as well. You know, when you and look at, you
0: think if you think you're going to see an APC race, uh, yeah, super stock race, the hot rods and the modifieds all on the same bill. On the same day. You, you, you I, don't to do, think, I don't think it's you're on, the, see that.
1: on the same weekend, you already do, and, and I oh, look at Delaware. I look at the Delaware finale. At Delaware and I also look at over two days. I also look at the velocity weekend at sunset. Um, and both of those are that way, right? And you have the superstock you, you didn't have, have the APC cars there. Not on Velocity weekend. On on the spring velocity weekend. Oh. Spring, okay, Spring Velocity weekend. I believe it's Spring Velocity. There's, there is a, there is a weekend there where you have Oscar modified, hot rods, APC, and on different days, super stock. Yeah, on
0: different days, uh, yeah. not the same day. Oh, I don't think on the same day. Uh, that's no. what I meant. On yeah. the same ticket. Yeah, I don't think you're not y- you going to see it on that. the same ticket. Well, this. Uh, uh, the numbers, I don't think, will justify it. They'd have to charge... Well, they're charging $45 for an APC raise now at some yeah. tracks. Yeah, that would have to be like $75. Oh, ticket. it'd have to be something stupid, <laughs> and then it would be counterproductive.
1: We're, we're, we're speaking hypothetical, obviously. Yes. We haven't seen a schedule. Yeah. We haven't seen anything. But that being said, I am... You know, hats off to to everybody involved because I think that uh, it has the makings to be one of the most spectacular things that we've seen in, in Ontario racing. And you know, over the the course of a year, uh, the difficulty is is people get frustrated. You know, I look at I look at the job that Dave Gainforth has done. He has over done the an years. amazing job. He he has and amazing long term. The longer somebody does it. Uh, the more people get frustrated, and, and the more people, some people buy in deeper, and some people some people get frustrated. And I, I know people that that uh, you know are on both sides of that. And I, I I look at the job that Dave Gainforth has done building what he has built, and yep. I can't wait to talk to him tonight. Um, Dave Gainforth has built a a behemoth. Right, it's, he did, and, and he built the on very, hot rods from an idea, and on a very little amount of money. Yeah, it, in the grand scheme of things, there was no fifty thousand dollar, you know, points, a points fund. fund sponsor. No, nope. nope. um, but that also takes a lot of the competitors to buy into that model. Um, Will there be now? That's the thing. Is does this Could. change the the financials? um you know for for the modified so there's a change to the financials for the the um the hot rods there what are so does many that unanswered do, questions though? what does that do with
0: hot rod remember we just asked the champion we had the champion for the hot rod series on two weeks ago steve three Buck. weeks ago yep. and i asked steve uh, were you happy with the 200 or 250 or whatever it was to win where everybody gets the same amount of money were you happy with that and he goes, well, some nights yes and some nights no. Yep. But overall, he said it's the most uh, effective way to do it for everybody. Yep. So like, is that model going to change? And if it does, well, what's the impact going to be? Yep. Uh, they, they could be all over the spectrum. If you think Dave Gainforth is done, you're wrong. You're wrong, I can tell you that. Dave Gainforth going to join us uh, in a bit here on the show. We'll be able to ask him all those questions. I can't wait. Dave is a great guy. Uh, I've been friends with Dave for a long time. Uh, we go way back. And uh, to see what he has done, what he has grown, and uh, to see how excited he is with this partnership uh, is really kind of cool to see. I look at it uh, from a guy that's sort of been there, not where Dave is, but in, in in similar shows, and to see what was the outcome of that, virtually broke my heart back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it changed. It changed everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it did. It changed but, everything. So
0: hopefully that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, when you look at at the 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 car counts, you know, I I think that that is the that is, they do control. There's such a controlling thing there. Uh, when it comes time for car counts and and it 's like it scares promoters for some ungodly reason um, it 's got to be it 's got to be bred into some of these like fifty percent of the people who want to be a, a promoter when they see a a you know a traveling tour that has a good car count it 's like they get mad at it <laughs> you know like, it's <laughs> exactly. like it 's it, like exactly it's honestly it 's like you know the, the list. <laughs> the list is a mile long. Whether it be in Canada, whether it be in the United States. Yeah. You know yeah. when you see a tour, I look at the ASA series. That was the best thing since sliced bread. The ASA series was growing leaps and bounds, and all of a sudden, all the track owners down there got freaked out. Yep. And pulled back completely in- because it was taken away from their super late model division. It was, it was taken away from their pro late model division, whatever it might have been, or their you know their yeah. their, their division. And uh, you know, it, there was obviously a lot of things that that squashed the ASA series, but that was one of them. Is that they stopped getting dates, and well, <laughs> and and same with the the pro Cup division. Yeah, very similar outcome. Same thing. And yep. <laughs> you know, it's like the a, a traveling tour just gets off the ground and and gets moving and gets rocking and rolling, and then and then the the track owners are the things that that uh, that put the kibosh to it. So I don't know. It, it is a catch 22. Only such a so weird many cars can start the race Exactly.
0: and you have to have a place for your Saturday night hot dog. The guy that's won multiple championships and multiple races and his late model, you have to have a place. Well, you don't have to, but there has to be a place for that guy to go. Yep. If the NASCAR Pendy series is too big of a jump, then you better hope there's an APC series because that's a big enough jump from Saturday night into that. But thank God it's there because now when guys are done racing Saturday night, instead of parking their car and going fishing or picking up knitting needles or whatever they do after they're done winning races and championships, no, guys get energized and they go, you know what, we've done it at the track level. Can't wait to come back here once or twice a year. I'm going to go APC racing. And they get in and they spend a lot of money and they go after it. And, you know, if there isn't that destination, then uh, there's a big vacuum Mm. and things go backwards. I'm not saying that for APC because they got it all going right now. With the acquisition of this now, it's going to be like, I don't know, how do you book an Oscar race? We're going to find out tonight when we ask Dave, do you still call Dave Gainforth and say, hey, Dave? I want the same dates I had last year. Is there more pressure on him to get more dates mm. uh, with this news? Is it going to pay more? Is it like there's – Dave ain't going to have all the answers here tonight, but he should be able to fill in some of the blanks. That's going to be kind of cool, and you can bet the competitor base is going to be dialed right in. Anyway, we're going to hit this first break. Uh, Alex Labe, I believe, is clearing – TSA, as we speak, Sue tried to get a hold of him. Said call back in about 10, 20 minutes. So that's what we're doing. We're going to call Alex Labbe back. We're going to talk NASCAR Xfinity. He had a great run yesterday. Top 20 finish for Alex Labbe in the 92 car. I know we're used to seeing him in the 36. We'll ask him why 92 instead of 36 tonight. Uh, I believe Williams was in the 36. Uh, finished 11th. Um, and I want to say Alex finished 14th. Uh, good run for him. Uh, we'll talk Alex Lebe on the other side of the break. Uh, and then we get everything fired off here tonight. Stay with us. Junior and I will be back live tonight on Race Time Radio.
2: Come on,
0: wake
3: up. I got a little money coming my way. We got to get out of here.
4: Find me some cigarettes Little whiskey and
5: me From coast to coast, coast, to coast, to coast You're listening to, Canada, to Talks. Canada Talks Now, a flashback in Canadian music history Here's Eric
3: Elford Tom Cochran's most famous song, Life of the Highway, was a number one hit in Canada And it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992 It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song, like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver.
6: Canadian Sports Trivia. Here's Joe Thistle.
2: During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all.
6: Canadian sports trivia.
7: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how
2: tonight's race time radio is brought to you
0: by napa auto parts stores new glasgow Andy ganesh and port Hawkesbury, nova scotia you can count on napa know-how ap race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology Now, a
5: flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elber.
3: Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band.
5: From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes.
8: Hey, shake and bake, Cal.
0: Woo! Shake and And here
5: on Race Time Radio. And-
0: and just like that, we are back with you all live tonight. Uh, sure hope you're enjoying the show. we got a good one coming at you. Alex Labbe coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Paul Trepanier from Full Throttle Motor Speedway. Uh, if you don't know that name, Varney, you'll know that name. It's been around for 100 years. Um, Paul Trepanier, the p- owner-promoter there. Uh, we're going to hear from him. We're going to hear from uh, Grand Finger in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Um, And we're going to hear from Dave Gainforth uh, with Oscar with the big merger with the United Racing Series that just took place just uh, the other day. Junior, pretty cool that uh, Camping World, that was their last race as entitlement sponsor of the truck series and now turns to Craftsman. Like it was back in the day, so I won't have to put any more money in the jar. I can call it Craftsman Truck Series from now
1: on. Yeah, but you know what will happen is you're going to call it the Camping World Truck Series. I know that. That's what's going to happen. I know that. But, yeah, no, definitely. It's going to be cool that it goes back to to Craftsman. The Craftsman has went through dramatic changes since the last time that it was (laughs) the title sponsor. Yeah. Um, You know, now an affiliate of Stanley and the whole group over there, but, uh, um, really neat to, uh, to, you know, see it come full circle and back into, uh, back to entitlement s- status. Um, it's, I, it's going to be, it's going to be neat. I, I think that the camping world brought the truck series to a whole new level. Um, and, it. and I think that the way that Craftsman is marketing now, mm-hmm. they're going to take it to another new level. Yep. Um, and I where think it camping was, world
0: will be back
1: I don't think that they're going to be back as an entitlement of anything. Don't I think, think so. I think that they're going to continue to activate and sponsor NASCAR. I think I think Marcus Lemonis, ah, you know, Marcus loves, loves it, loves NASCAR. Yep, yep. Um. In in all levels of NASCAR, I think that he'll be part of it in in some sh- you know way, shape, and form. I think that he's got a lot of uh, vested interest in the NHRA right now. Mm. Um. He's got uh, you know some changing. Um, uh, on the investing side, um, you know they they've seen some some different uh, stakeholders come into the the camping world fold, um, so it'll be interesting. I, I think that uh, it, uh, you're going to see Camping World on screen, uh, probably equal or if not more, uh, during Sunday shows, like during the the Cup Series shows. Um, and I think that uh, you're going to see them on cars, you're going to see them on trucks, you're going to see them on a bunch of different uh, levels of, of Activation, but uh, if not, they they already spent a pile and and oh, they built up man. a wicked brand using NASCAR as a platform. I don't think that any anybody could say that they wasted their money because NASCAR no. did a great job for them. And uh, so you know, did the teams. I, I, I the, put
0: a tweet out the other night saying, uh, it, "Everybody, you'll remember when times were tough for guys uh, for teams to get sponsors, um, and it was really tough there for a window." Uh, Marcus went along and said, look, anybody that runs the full Camping World scheme on their car, truck, we will sponsor you for, what was it, $15,000, I think it was, which, you know, hey, you want to talk about new tires for a race or whatever. Um, that particular weekend that he did that, what was there like twelve, fifteen vehicles? Yeah. Uh, right from trucks to yeah. He,
1: he ended up sp- spending just shy of two million dollars. Did he? In, yeah. See, so it was just shy of two million dollars across the sport. Um, and they did it. Uh, they did it four weeks. Uh, you know, throughout the the month of I want to say July. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they. He, it was a wonderful thing what they did. Uh, undervalued the sponsorship to a certain degree, um, you know, to the marketplace. Yeah. But but when you but got nothing, that exactly looks pretty rosy, you're man. darn right. Yeah. So it's not uh, up the value. I think they, did, they did a good job with it. But uh, yeah, no, it's hats off. I think that they're going to be missed, but they're also going to be, still be seen.
0: Well, a busy guy that is a Canadian that's been in uh, like 99.999% of the NASCAR Xfinity races over the past uh, three, four years is uh, Alex Labbe, and we are lucky enough to have him on the hotline right now. Alex, did you make it home to Canada, or are you still en route, bud?
6: Hey, John, I'm I'm dri- driving back right now.
0: Ah, long nice.
6: Road, long flight from the West Coast, so we'll be on about an hour and a half.
0: So yeah, I can well imagine. So, take us back another bed. Run for you, Alex. What was that, 14th you finished off, right?
6: Uh, no, we finished 18th yesterday in uh, Phoenix. And it was it was a pretty solid day. I mean, we we ran back and forth. First half of the race was a little little rougher, but uh, second half of the race we uh, made some good changes, and I think we ran uh, all the way up to like 11th or 12th at one point, and just just fell off a little bit too much on that last run, especially on the longer run. But uh, it was a it was a good effort. We were around uh really good cars with good equipment and good drivers, so it's, it's always fun to race against these guys.
0: Every year, Alex, every race, it seems like you learn, you pick up on something, you know. the it's, it's been a forward progress, and you've been making that forward progress every time that you've been out there. I It wasn't that long ago. You were finishing 30 at 32nd, and that was considered a good day. Now look at you. You're in the top 20. Sometimes in the top 10, you look back to the Roval, top five, for God's sakes. You are, uh, you're one of those guys that is coming.
6: Nah, for sure. I mean, we finished 13 last week in Martinsville and 18 this weekend. And it's just, uh, I mean, uh, no, no surprise. Like the Xfinity, the Xfinity um, grid is getting tougher and tougher too, especially this year. I mean, the the mid, the mid pack really stepped up a lot. There's a lot more money, a lot more cars. So it's, 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 I mean, it's it, it's it's not it's not where we want. I mean, we definitely want to have some more top ten but I feel like uh, uh, realistically for us right now, top twenties, and top 15s is a really good day. But it, especially at a track like Phoenix, Phoenix is definitely one, it's, it's always been one of the toughest tracks just to just to be just to get good results because uh, there's not a lot of crowd, there's not a lot of cars uh, falling out, and uh, it, it's uh, like it's a small mile and a half, so the the, the bigger teams have a uh, are always really fast, though. But it's a it's a fun track. It's one it's, it's where I made my de- my debut in uh, Xfinity in 2016, and i have always loved the
2: racing Phoenix.
1: Alex, uh you know, we, we see you up here in, in Canada when you whenever you come up here and and, and run, you know, with the penny series or, or you come up and run a late model, uh, now, you know, as much as you can. Um but you look at, at race and reference, I, I always get a kick out of, you know, when we're having a guest on, you know, just to punch up race and reference and just take a look at at the stats, right? Um, you know, DJ Kennington was a guy that uh, that we all looked up to, you know, for running the the Bush Series and the Nationwide Series uh, he, with Randy McDonald with the eighty one, and you know, he ran a few races at whether it be Montreal or you know with with Morgan McClure, uh, you know, just a handful of, of of races. When when I think back to it, he ran a lot of Xfinity racing, right? Um, yep. And, and and when I when I think about you. You're still a young guy to me, and 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 you know the numbers don't line up here. <laughs> when I look at DJ Kennington, he ran 51 over eight years, from 2006 to 2019. He ran 51 Xfinity races. When I look at Alex Labbe's race and reference, you ran 138. <laughs> like you ran 138 of these races in Xfinity. Do you feel? And, and does it feel like you belong when you walk in into that garage area now? Does it feel like you're you're you know very well respected? Does it feel like you're still the Canadian guy that's sneaking in? Like wh- how do you feel when you're when you're at the racetrack?
6: No, I feel like I'm definitely well respected. I mean, people kind of expect me to be there every week, even if we if we scale back this year. I feel like it, might It's because we, we've ran full time like from in eighteen twenty and twenty one, and For sure. So uh, we we uh, like I said that's why we we've uh, we've uh, we've uh, accumulated a lot of races throughout the years and people expect us to be there but uh, it's I don't know it's, it's it's fun it's it, there's a there's a really good mutual respect on it with the drivers down there and it's uh it, it's always fun to ride to, to run and run in the NASCAR community series.
0: So score 2022 for us. If you're doing a report card, how did you enjoy it, and how did you enjoy the progress, whether it be in Canada, whether it be down in the U.S. with the NASCAR Xfinity
4: Series?
6: I think it's been a solid year. I mean, uh, for sure we wanted more top tens this year. We, we've had a lot of bad lucks, but definitely like the road courses, we've we've stepped up our program. We, we've been good on our road courses in the, in the last couple of years, but this year was definitely my my best year, my best year speed wise on our road races and, uh, we had some good rides on a short track, but definitely the, the road course tracks were, uh, were a big, were a big plus for us. We've, uh, we were always, I, f- I feel like, I think f- five out of six races we were in the, in the top ten uh, on the speed chart in practice and qualified in a, in the top five at Koda and raced in the top five for a majority of the day. So. It's, it's been it's been a good year. I, I, like I said, I, I wish we had a we we still got three top tens. I, I didn't run all the schedule. We only ran like twenty six races, but um, it, it's been a good year. It's just like I said earlier, the competition is getting tougher and tougher. That that just that just makes it even more difficult to to get some good results. And uh, but uh, as as a whole, I feel like we we've still progressed in twenty twenty two, even if it if it's to see on paper.
0: Hey, how come you were in the 92 this weekend and not the 36? You've been in the Can-Am 36 in multiple sponsorship, but usually the Can-Am 36 is your car. How come you were in the 92 this weekend?
6: Because uh, this, this race was not uh, was not planned on my schedule. So Josh Williams was all, was already planning a race uh, this weekend. So we, we, we've we had a last-minute sponsor with NRS Brakes, and uh, we, we've added that race like last week. So uh, the only option was to... What's around a 92 and it's, it's, it's the same equipment. It's just all the people around us, the, the people that's in the garage, the people for the pit stops and it's, uh, like it's, it's, it's just all the, all the little details that are. That makes it a little bit more difficult to take and have a good day and make as much progress as we do usually with the, the thirty six car.
1: I will say this about that: that NRS car looked really good. Oh it, yeah, it, dude, sure. it looked it looked sporty. You guys, you guys brought some really good looking race cars to the racetrack, uh, and you guys have, you know, the the, the yep. DGM team has has brought some really good looking equipment to the racetrack since its inception, really. Yep. But but I will say this: this year. Um, uh, whoever does the, uh, the graphic work and, and whoever does the layouts and stuff like that, uh, throughout the course of, of this year, uh, the sponsors always popped off the, the, the car whenever it was seen on TV. Yep. Uh, you guys always brought a, a really good looking professional scheme to the racetrack and. And uh, you know it's it's so cool to see the progression, and uh, uh, you know it it seems like it seems like we blow a lot of smoke up Mario's butt, you yeah. know, on this program, but he deserves it yes, every single does. time. Every single time yeah. that we talk to one of you guys, it's uh, it, you know, it, it, you guys are, are turning heads and and uh, uh, fighting inside the top fifteen, inside the top ten. Um, and, uh, and progressing, man. And, and that's what it takes. Everybody always asks, where did that guy come from when, once they make it? And, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of years like this and it's building towards something. And, uh, I think that, uh, it's, it, it's trending in the right way. And, and, uh, I can't wait to see what happens for next year. Are we going to see Alex Labbe and a bunch of Penties racing races next year or what's the, what's the plan?
6: Yeah. Um. I wish I knew. I mean, I'm still, uh, <laughs> we're still working hard on our 2023 uh, schedule. There's, uh, there's not much, there's, there's nothing set in stone and we're, we've got a lot of, a couple options in front of us. So we're, we'll look, uh, in the next couple of weeks for sure now, now that the season's over, it's going to be time to get after it pretty good and, uh, to, to align our, our 2020, 2023 2020 year. I mean, Daytona is always uh, like right around the corner. I think it's only like 90, 91 or 92 days from now. So it's, uh, yeah, Christmas is gonna go by, and uh, it's gonna be race time almost uh, already. So uh, we're gonna, we're uh, it's definitely gonna be a, one, of, one of our main tasks here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, hey, the engines aren't even cool on the jet that just brought you home, so we'll cut you a little bit of slack, <laughs> so Alex. Uh, uh, you get home, have a safe trip, uh, kick your feet back, enjoy the family for a little bit, but uh, let us know as soon as those plans come together for whatever you're gonna do in two thousand and twenty three. You are a resident on the show and you will be again next year. I can I I know it.
6: <laughs> awesome thanks guys. I'll let you guys know for sure whenever we're we're set for twenty twenty three.
0: Well congratulations on a decent year, Alex Lebe. Thanks so much for doing all you do.
6: Thank you guys. Talk to you later.
0: You bet. Alex Labe, he drove the ninety two on Saturday in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, uh, normally drives the 36, but late entry junior, he's going to have to take the car that uh, Mario's got there for him.
1: Yeah, definitely. He, you know, when you look at uh, um, the 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 career that he's had so far. Oh, yeah. Um, that you know, blows my it, mind, those stats that you I, pulled up there. I know, 136 races. Over That's the course of seven years, 138, 138. Wow. 138 races. Um, you know, he's got one top five. He's got uh, 13 top tens. Um, 21,351 laps is, that's a, that's a ton. Yep, yep. You know, when you look at his NASCAR Pinty's career, how many, how many races do you think he's done? Uh, in the Pinty series? uh
0: well, they get about, uh, what? 10, 12 races a year. I'm going to say he did that five years. I don't know. 50, 60
1: races. 55. 55. Yeah, 55. Right on the line. Um, you know, when you look at, uh, 55 races in the, and Pinty he was series. a champion. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep, uh, you know multiple multiple race wins, six race wins in the Phoenix series. Um you know he's got seven pole awards, uh, 7700 laps. So <laughs> I mean when you when you total it all up, um the boy's got stats. You know, he's got the stats. Really one of Canada's most decorated um you know uh, uh, top 3 tier drivers in in uh in in the modern era for sure um with the most amount of starts and and really the most amount of potential um and you know they continue to to improve that that, uh like you said that number was 30 that number was 25 that number was 22 you know the the finishing position and and now they finished 18th and you could tell that he wasn't happy with that he ran inside the top 12 so yeah um you know it's uh it's incredible to see. I'm a huge Alex Labe fan. He he races every lap, like it's the last lap, but he also races every lap, you know, with uh, with class. And uh, he he's you know he's got a lot of respect out there.
0: If I get my wish tonight when I go to bed, I'm gonna say a little prayer and hope that Mario Goslin wins that Powerball for 1.9 billion dollars. Because I'll tell you what, Alex Labe, Mason. Mason, uh, Mason, Mason, Massey, Massey? Mason, Massey um, and Josh Williams will finish one, two, three at Daytona. If Alex or or if Mario wins the Powerball, you think so? Well, yeah, that's all they're missing. You know, it's the funding. If I had my wish, corporate Canada would. And I've said this a million times, but corporate Canada would jump behind Mario Goslin and the effort that he's putting forward down there. Like, I know Alex Labbe is the only Canadian that you see right now. But you got to know that Donald Tees has been down there in one of Mario's cars. Uh, he puts forth a great effort. And if we could get a full time Canadian guy in a car like that, and Mario Goslin's a Canadian guy, he's from Montreal, him and his brother Jerome, they're from Montreal. Yeah. Uh, like, you know what? I think that, honestly, I, I, if we, we could takes, get corporate Canada yeah. to jump behind there, we could be a threat.
1: Yeah. It takes, I know we could. It, we got the guys. It takes the the right mindset for that, you know, to get to get Oh, they Canada, got the mindset. They've got the mindset for racing and they've yeah. got the mindset for leveraging the assets that they've got in front of them. They're not putting together a campaign going into Corporate Canada looking for it, you know. I, I they are, they are looking. Well, they
0: probably have, but just you know, Corporate Canada is not real receptive to going down and blowing a bunch of millions in the U.S. I guess I don't know.
1: Yeah, and that, that I don't is, know. That is a big part of it. But you know, I look at I look at a conversation that we had on this very program with Alex Tagliani. Ta- Tags, Tags said, yep. and and Tags is the best marketer in. In Canadian motorsports. NASCAR Pindies. I, I'm going to take my hat off to Tags right now and say that. Yep. And say that he is by far the best marketer in Canadian motorsports. Indy, He's hooked up
0: with. Indy 500 pole sitter would help.
1: That does help. Yeah. But no, Tags you, is you, a you good guy. You need to build yeah. a brand in order to yeah. get a chance to sit on the Indy 500 pole. Yep. You need to build your brand. Well, this is Sam Smith. And, it's and, a good car. You know, it's that's the way that it's got to be. You gotta You got to build yourself to the point where you can get enough funding to put yourself in the seat to go get a, an Indy 500 pole or a Daytona 500 start, all those different things. Tags, Tags said something that has stuck with me since, you know, that interview, and that was like two and a half years ago. Right. Uh, it was when he was announcing the Rona deal yep. coming out. He said that Canada, you know, has got the ability to put together a team similar to that of what Furniture Row did, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Furniture Row kind of built a a faraway team, from the hub of NASCAR. Right. And leveraged the fact that they were far away. Yeah. You know, they leveraged it as a tourist stop, their shop. You know, they, they sold... When you landed in the, the Denver airport, there was Furniture Row racing gear available because they were from Denver. Right. 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 Um, and, you know, when you, when you land in Toronto you could buy Toronto Maple Leafs gear you can buy you know you could buy Toronto Blue Toronto Jays, Blue Jays yep. you, you can, can buy that Raptors. all over the country you, exactly you could do that all over the country you could do that very thing with Canadian motorsports sure you could you could start a canadian racing team a big and, time and one and i think that steve Meehan had the right intentions and the right thought he process did. But he did he he blew it when he bought a team with terrible assets and he bought a team with terrible people behind well, the wheel. Well, he spent a lot of money, too. He spent too. a lot of money. But what I'm saying we is we break. have the ability in Canada yes. to create that Yep, and to create a team that is Canadian, that is Canada's team. And I'm not saying that DJM's not trying to be that, but they also are not trying to be that because they're not marketing themselves as Team Canada. Right. They're, right. You know, it's, they're marketing themselves as a, as a top-tier nationwide team or, or Xfinity team because that's what they are. In the jar. In
0: the jar. It's not a swear jar. And and, uh, Nationwide's not coming back either. No. Well, not into that. Xfinity. Xfinity. Okay, we're going to hit our break when we come back. Paul Cherpenier, Full Throttle Motor Speedway, going to go full throttle right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro quick wick fire starters no harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time quick quick fire starters the world's best fire starter AP race Racefields, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
5: If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hey, Hear rare interviews and performances.
8: Oh, yes. hey,
5: Live baby. concerts. Is there anybody- DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to me here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM,
2: Channel 20.
6: Canadian sports trivia. Here's Joe Thistle.
2: During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia.
5: Men men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen. And, men, and I'm Mike Papjack. We were
2: given
1: 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So I'll ask you some questions and you give me the answers.
2: What do we do for fun? You, go to the diner with your family. Me, I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You, Tom Brady. Me, anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You, talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me, I would like to do more of my wife. <laughs> I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app.
5: Goodbye. Start. You're injured. Welcome back to Racetime Radio. I think I like it too.
0: I think I like it too. Uh, I think I like it too. That's Joey Vinegar. Check him out, joeyvinegar.com. Check him out. You need to do that. Welcome back, everybody, to Racetime Radio. Uh, all live tonight, Sirius XM channel 167 on Racetime Radio TV, on our YouTube channel, and of course on RacetimeRadio.com. I'm Joe chisholm with Jr. here in the RTR studio, and that over there on the hotline happens to be Paul Trepanier. We were hoping that we were going to have him on video so we could introduce you to him on a visual standpoint, but we'll have to settle for the telephone this time, Paul. How you doing, buddy?
8: Hey, Joe, pretty good. How are you doing tonight?
0: Doing fantastic, my friend. So you had a banquet, you had a registration uh, to, uh, yesterday. But before we get to that, how did 2022 shake out now that you had all your closest friends back to the Speedway and no pandemic?
8: I think it worked out pretty good. Uh, we're in our second year. COVID was still primary going into this year. For a, a, a transition out of COVID, it, 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 you couldn't have asked for a better year.
0: How big of a kick in the stones was that, Paul Sherpagnier? You bought a Speedway, and all of a sudden, right on the heels of it, COVID comes and shuts the whole place down. Like, it's just nuts.
8: It is. I, I, I mean, you can't control actions of the world, uh it is what it is. You just got to move forward, keep a positive attitude, and uh, hope for the best through it all.
0: Well, and you did that. Congratulations on all of it. Because, uh, man, I'll tell you what, that if you can weather that storm, Paul, you're going to be able to weather whatever anything can get thrown at you. Uh, and you did a good job. Uh, things sounded like they went well at Varney this year, Full Throttle Motor Speedway. Uh, all in all, good year for you.
8: Oh, definitely. We have a really good local fan base that's very supportive. A lot of local loyal racers, various divisions like our trains, uh, just an outstanding bunch of people uh, that are behind you moving forward.
0: Yeah, it is, really. And you know what? You are blessed with a loyal base there at Full Throttle Motor Speedway. But, Paul, just like every other track owner, uh, you hit this time of the year, uh, and in a minute I'll ask you about your registration, but uh, you hit this time of the year, and I know you probably started thinking about this in August. What am I going to change for 2023 to try and up it like uh have you got any ideas rolling around you know in the back of the mind on what you're gonna do for 2023 to you know give the ball a kick or move it down the yard move it down the field
8: we're always looking for ways to improve uh we're bringing in a few different people in key areas we're gonna try to up our social media presence uh Bumps in a lot of our pay areas and various divisions. Uh, we do have Oscar coming this year, Hot Rods and Mods. That will add to it. Nice. Uh, a couple of OSS races, a little bit more travel and series is coming in to filter in with our regulars.
1: Paul, I have said this, and I don't know if you've heard it. I don't know if you've read it. I don't know. I've probably posted it on social media ten times, you know. It since it's even before you bought the place, but and I just want to bring it up because we were at a Buck and Doe and we were talking about this very thing. And uh, have you looked at and evaluated having a large late model invitational race like geared towards pro late models at full throttle? First off, have you have you have you evaluated that?
8: I, I have thought of it a few times. This year, at this moment, with all the things that are going on, and with various tracks and groups, and we got to kind of sit back and let all this shake out and, and see what exactly is going to happen. But it's not out of the
1: ballpark. I would be. It uh... is there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> I, uh, what I no was no. going to say is I would be the first one to buy a ticket to go see that race.
0: I'd be first. Uh, and, and I'd uh, knock I, you out of the way. I even though you're a big guy, you, I'd so knock you over you, to get a you ticket. You would not. Yes, you, yes I would. Yeah. I'd trip you. Yeah, you'd <laughs> trip me.
1: Uh, But But what I'm, uh, and, and I have said this since even before Gord Bennett had it, you know, I look at the Slinger Nationals down south, and that is one of my favorite races I've never got a chance to go to it, but I've watched it. S- very similar racetrack. Very similar in the fact that it's you know high bank. The speeds would be fast, but it's still tight, so it's not crazy fast, right? Like it's not. We're not talking Winchester fast here. But it, I've always wanted to see twenty-four wicked prolate models. Obviously, you know, in a grand scheme of things, I think if you did that, and there was a prolate model invitational that that was a you know a, a bang-up good race. I think you'd have APC knocking down the door because I think some of the best races that we've had in this province was at a little track called Barry Speedway. When I look at, when I look at, at some of the NASCAR Canadian tire series races, when I look at some of the, the old CASCAR races, uh, when I look at some of the old Oscar super late model races, some of my favorite races happened at little Barry Speedway with no banking. I could only imagine 24 wicked pro late models out on that racetrack not to take anything away from what you guys have going. I have, I have watched a ton of racing at Varney. I've watched a ton of racing at Full Throttle. And, and it is very entertaining racing. Oh, it, and that's why I think that it, you would have a huge, massive event if, if it was just pulled off one time. You know, it, it's, uh, I, I've, heard, I've heard the arguments pushed back from, from some of the other people out there where it's like, oh, no, it's, it's too ah, small. It's ah. not too small. No, it is not perfect size for a wicked pro late model race. I think
8: I agree, and NASCAR proved it at the Coliseum. If they could do what they did at the Coliseum, you one hundred percent could run a full blown APC event here oh, yeah. with no issue. We have seventy poured pads on the premises now. They could run here if they elected to.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know what, Paul Chirpani? I'm going to tell you something. If by chance the directorship of whatever series, I'm not just saying APC, I don't care what series it is. If you are going to ask the race base what they want to do and you want to vote on stuff, well, I'll tell you what, you're in for a short career. You're in for a short life. I'm sorry to say, but this is a dictatorship when you're at someone's racetrack because no one else has to pay what that promoter has to pay. So, you know, with that comes the ability and sometimes the misfortune of being able to have to make the decisions. And this is the way it's going to be done this way right here. I hope you all play. Uh, I really do. But if uh, if you don't, we're not voting on this. So, uh, you know, uh, Barry Speedway, and I've got to tell you a true story. Brad Moran, back when I had All-Star, Brad Moran came to me uh, three, four years in a row. And Brad Moran at that time had Barry Speedway. And Brad said to me, Joe, I need an All-Star race. Can I have an All-Star race? I said, nah, Brad, I'd really like to, but... Uh, my guys won't go for it. I kept bringing it up at my meeting and say, hey, guys, Barry Speedway's interested in a race. And half the remember, go, no, 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 we're not going to Barry. It's too small, too small. We'll wreck, we'll wreck. I said, oh, okay, okay. So I don't know, right? Okay. So I said to Brad, nope, nope, nope. You're not getting a race. You're not getting a race. Well, I'll tell you about the third year Brad Moran and I met. He said, Joe, I really want an all-star race. And uh, I'll do Whatever. I'll pay the guys more money. I want an all-star race, so I went back again and uh, I said to the guys, "Guess what, guys? I got great news. We're locking the rules in for three years, so nobody has to spend any money. That's the good side." I said, "Now the other side of the fence is everybody's going to put an old body on, but make sure the car looks great because we are going to Barry Speedway, and you know what? Uh, I-, I tell you the honest to God truth, Paul." It was the race of the year, I'd say four or five years in a row, at Barry Speedway. It really was for All-Star. It was amazing. And the guys look forward to going to Barry Speedway after that.
8: Exactly. It's perception, and management has to dictate the races. If you're a racer and you follow the program, you will go where they tell you to go.
3: You can't let
8: the silver spoons dictate the series.
0: That's no, exactly. right. That's right. Now, you need the support of the guys. But I understand that. You've got to make smart decisions, and you need the support. But they also have to return and say, look, we got to support the owner of the track. He has to make tough decisions, and maybe that's one of them.
1: So, I, like, it's got to go both ways. Yeah, and I look at it this way. I, you know, regardless, if there was, if there was a, a series out there that, that would go or not— it, it, I, and it would take sponsorship, and there's a whole pile of oh, things that it sure, takes. Sure. But you could have your own. You could have your own standalone, single race that is phenomenal. That that uh, you know is is just absolutely. <laughs> Incredible, you know. You look at the Slinger Nationals. It's it, now, I believe, is a CRA race, but it started out as just the Slinger Nationals, and it right. was it's just a big old. That's the one that
0: Kyle out. Bush shows up to, right? Well, I mean Slinger Kyle Busch and, and
1: Bubba Pollard and all yeah. the local guys from the from the Upper Midwest, but but there's guys Stephen Nassie goes and you know Caden Honeycutt and all those guys. You, they make the trip up north. Put an old to, body to to on it. and go. No, you don't even need to. Yeah. You, the speeds the speeds at at full throttle. Um, you know, with the banking that's there. I wouldn't doubt that the speeds would be fast enough that the, a little bit of arrow would help you. It's <laughs> it like you know when you look at the downforce side of things uh, and the, the where the Prolate model is at, um, the, the speeds would be incredible. I, I think that you know if there was if there was one place where I would want to see you know a, a, a you know what a decent paying race, whether it be like a five or ten thousand dollar to win Prolate model race. Varney would be the place where I would put it, and, and, you know. it's just, Too cool. it, I think that, uh, and it, the reason why I, I wanted to bring it up on the show tonight, not to put you into a corner, but, but because we were talking about it at the Buck and doe at Josh Stoddy's and doe, and he said uh, that would be the first place that he'd register. To go do it, <laughs> he said. He said it would be crazy, but, yeah. uh, but no. Anyways, Paul, I gotta, I gotta throw it out there to you. Um, you guys, uh, you guys definitely have creative ideas but you 're like you mentioned you 've got seventy pads there you guys aren 't just resting on your laurels each year every single winter you guys have came out of the box with new ideas and you 're changing stuff up at the racetrack, um, you know whether it be on the on the concession side, uh, which by the way, you, the concessions look great at, at full throttle this year. Uh, the new pads look great this year. Um, you know, it's amazing what a coat of paint will do, you know, in certain areas. Um, and, and hats off to you guys, because the facility looks completely different than the last time I was there before. And what do you guys got planned for the facility wise? What can the fans look forward to seeing that's different next time they show up?
8: There's always going to be improvements. Uh, there will be more painting. There'll be new wooden stands, uh, Various upgrades. We're talking about a candy ice cream hut in one of our huts. Uh, We're going to switch it up and just keep trying to create new ideas and get people motivated and bring back uh, the glory days of racing.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you're well on your way to doing that. Sponsorship plays a key role. Have you seen your numbers, Paul, creeping up in sponsorship? Is there more, more of the business community starting to wrap their arms around
8: you? A hundred percent. We have great sponsors, McCall's, Grise Chalmers Fuel, uh, a couple of the APC stores that Dottie's own, uh, McAllister's Businesses, Uh, and various others the list goes on and on uh we have a lot of people stepping up to the plate on sponsorship and i feel it's going to get better as we go just got to keep the nose to the grindstone kind of like you used to when you ran sabu
0: (laughs) yeah i remember those days man a lot of sleepless nights uh but i'll tell you what some of the uh well, those are the years that really kept me going. <laughs> uh, those
8: the, were the best years Sabu ever had back in those days.
0: Well, well, they they were good times. I, I, I know that uh, uh, Bruce Bennett did a fantastic job with that speedway for all those years that I bought it from. Uh, what's interesting is uh, uh, I bought it in 1994, and at that time, The Speedway was turning 25 years. It was the 25-year anniversary of the Speedway. Well, two years after that, Paul, uh, the pavement was so wore out that the guys were just, oh, man, I'll tell you what. They put a brand-new set of tires on, and one night after after heats and after practice and after a feature, right sides were gone on the right sides of those cars just because the track was so wore out and that was 1997, uh, I repaved it. I repaved it, and, oh, it was all the world a difference. And uh, you, you know how time flies? Uh, this year, uh, well, it's over 50 years now, so it's been uh, as long as the first time around that the asphalt was down. Um, I know MEI was out there doing a little bit of paving uh, just the other day, uh, fixing up a, a bad spot that was down in turn one and two, And I made a little comment on uh, Josh's post. He said, keep going, keep going. The whole track needs it. And uh, Dale Shaw piped right in there and said, no, 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 no. I I totally disagree. Don't touch a thing. So uh, it's funny how it goes, right? The track is older now than when I paved it. But I I, kind of think that it would be kind of really cool to see a new lift go down on that place.
8: 100 percent. A lot of the tracks need that, including ours. And we're deliberating. Negotiating with MEI on that now for, in the fall, uh, and trying to figure out if we should do any reconfiguring. A lot of our locals are against any kind of expansion or moving walls out. They like the, the, it's a racer's track, a driver's track. It's two groove now. If you move the wall out, expand it, is it going to turn into a one groove? like some of the others have, it's, you know, <clears throat> we're evaluating it to see what is the smarter move, right, moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't blame you. You've got to look at both sides of the coin. Uh, any of the races that I've ever seen at full throttle, it, it does get tight off of turn four, but, Paul, you, you can attest to this. you raced at that speedway a long time before you bought it. You've got to be careful coming off turn four at full throttle.
8: You do, and I raced the Hurricane midget back in the days. They're fast. Uh, back in '03 to '08, in and around full throttle through uh, Alex Hamilton's ownership and uh, uh, the one after him, uh, McCullen. And uh, it would—they were quick in those. You just—I mean—you got to have the trajectory and, and know what's around you, and you can't. You, you know, just throw it in and do whatever, and then obviously other cars are there. It's it, it, it's like anything else. You could drive around two pel- telephone poles in a field. You got you got a steering wheel, a brake, and a gas. It's just a matter of using your head.
0: It is. It, it is. You, you know. No, it's true. You gotta you gotta really use the mind. Uh, there's a science to it. There's definitely that. I think back to Barry Speedway. Uh, And I'll tell you, coming off turn four at Barry Speedway was no joke either, man. You had to really feather it coming off turn four. And if you did diamond it, uh, I'll tell you what, anybody that was on your outside was going to be put into the grandstand. Well, I
1: remember lap one, Barry Speedway, after the reconfiguration, lap number one, the first guy to do a lap was Tom Walters, and he destroyed a car. At, at Barry Speedway, do you remember that? Yeah, yep, was it I do. Was, it was lap one, and it was all the talk. Oh, this place is going to be dangerous. Like Tom Walters really killed that car. Like it was. Well, yeah, he came off the corner like the wall wasn't there. That's and, and right. When there's a wall there, you're going to hit it. <laughs> you stick,
0: you stick. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh oh.
1: But yeah, no, it was uh, it was one of those one of those racing deals, right? It's just uh, it, it's so incredible. I, I love the facility. I love what you guys are are, are doing. You know, you guys definitely take a different approach than uh, than a lot of the racetracks that are out here in, in Ontario. And, and uh, y- you know, hats off to you and, and uh, congratulations on a great year by the sounds of it. And and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what all comes down the pipe for, for 2023.
8: I think it's going to be a stellar year next year. And one thing I should add, our walls are flat walls to the ground. Most of the tracks are jersey barrier walls. Which give you the uplift. So one good thing is we have high walls and non-flipping walls.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they kind true. Of
8: just stop you instead of you know, like I've seen Jersey barriers, they get upside down really quick. We don't get too much of that. Yeah, which is one good
0: thing. That is true. That's true. Yeah. That wall's got a little kick out at the top and there's no, uh, no lift at the bottom. So if you get into the wall, you sort of stick to it and you do kind of like a Ross Chastain, stain, right?
8: 100%. I, I, 100%. If you had good scrub rails on the side, you could probably do that
0: here. <laughs> yeah. You could. Other than you'd go for a loop when you hit turn two. I guess, uh, that that's where the track entrance is. But, uh, I yeah, digress.
8: Yeah. That wouldn't be the spot to do it. I'd say going into three to the flag stand would be the
0: best. Yeah. And how much you want to bet, Paul, we're going to see that happen. Uh, Not only at your place and at other racetracks across Canada and across the U.S., there's going to be a pile of Ross Justine lookalikes from here. And I bet you not 90% of them go near as good as Ross's did. Hold
1: up. Hold up. Hold up. That is not going to happen. You want to bet? Yes. How much you want to bet? Well, it, it, it might happen. Somebody might try it. No, no. It's going to no, no, happen. Somebody might try it, but they're going to look like a buffoon when they do it. I know. That's what I
0: just said. 80% no, of it's, it
1: won't work. Yeah, because... It, so you look at the car... You look at the, the next-gen cup car, and the reason why it works for them is because that little hubcap sticks out further than the wheel. <laughs> and, and they've got a low-profile tire, so they don't have a whole lot of rubber, right. and then it's all steel and composite down the right side.
0: You're doing a lot of calculating here, no, no, okay? No, That's all hindsight.
1: You do it with one of our tires... And it's going to act like two big old brake pads, unless you're up against the wall. Unless you build the
0: side of the car route to do it,
1: yeah, you're not going to. It's going to came in. <laughs> Some I mean, of those
0: modifieds are built out that side. <laughs> you're not going to do it with on a modified. that side. Number one, you, gotta, you got to. Well, I know. That are expensive. I know.
1: I know. I there know. There ain't going to be nobody at at our level try the Ross Chastain deal. How about you want to bet? Lay your money down.
0: I'm going to replay this because I'm taking your dose. Somebody's going to do it here in Ontario, and it'll happen more than once. It will not. And they're going to destroy their car. Yeah. Yeah. Some people and are going to hit the bands wall. the
8: fans will love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: they will. They'll be number one on the list Yeah, that year, won't they?
8: 100%.
0: Paul, how did the registration meeting go uh, yesterday? Did everything uh, pan out well? How did it?
8: it's it's it, it's definitely a good starting point i mean everybody at this time of the year you got factor in christmas and uh everybody's wondering what's going on with rumors of possible prolate at this track or mods over here the mergers with oscar and apc there's a lot of pot stirring and up and down and what people are going to do, but overall numbers are great, as good as last <laughs> year, the year before, uh, some new faces, uh, it's, it's motivational. I think it's going to be a stellar year.
0: Yeah, I think it is too. Paul, if someone's tuned in tonight that wants to get involved or check out Full Throttle Motor Speedway, maybe race there, maybe they want to go there, maybe they want to sponsor there in 2023, how do they get a hold of you, and how do they go about it?
8: Well, they could go to the website, uh, reach us uh, through our website. Uh, They could call my cell phone direct. Uh, They could come to the property. We live here year round. We're back in the pits in the house. We're here 24 seven year round. When we have a restaurant uptown, we're gone a few hours a day and then we're right back here.
0: Awesome stuff. Well, I can well imagine you are going to be one busy cat come 2023. Plans all underway, and things are already in motion for the new season. Congratulations on a good 2022. Can't wait to see what you got cooked up for 2023, bud.
8: Thank you, Joe. And we'll have to get you on your show here a couple of times this year since we missed last year. We'll schedule a couple of times so we can uh, have a good night.
0: You want to believe it. You can count on it. We will be there. Paul Trepanier, thanks so much for the time tonight.
8: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it.
0: You betcha. Paul Trepanier, owner of Full Throttle Motor Speedway. You can check him out. Get to them online. Have a look at that racetrack. You've never seen that speedway before. you got to have a look at it. 33-degree banking in the turns, like Daytona in the turns. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, some of the best racing you're going to see on a short track APC, you guys should be there. I know half the race base is saying, shut up, Chisholm, shut up. It's okay. I'm used to it. Go ahead. It'll be one of the best races that you guys have ever done at Full Throttle Motor Speedway. And I think the series would be better for it if you guys get there. Anyway, we're going to hit this break when we come back. Dave Gainforth, Oscar president is going to join us we'll cover the news oscar apc or not apc but oscar united racing series merge next on race time radio
5: Coast to coast, coast to coast. You're listening to Canada to Canada
2: Talks.
6: Canadian Sports Trivia. Here's Joe Thistle.
2: November 24th, 2019. The 107th Grey Cup in Calgary and Winnipeg's 33-12 defeat of the Hamilton Tiger Cats signaled the end of one of the longest droughts in CFL history. It was the Blue Bombers' first championship since 1990. And for running back Andrew Harris, it was doubly historic as he was named most valuable player and most valuable Canadian. A first in Grey Cup lore.
6: Canadian Sports Trivia.
7: Even though Napa is a nationally known name,
2: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow,
0: Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca.
5: Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elber.
3: Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band.
5: From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake it, bake, Cal. Woo! Shake and And here on Racetime Radio.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to Racetime Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. All live, Serious XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks on our YouTube page at Racetime Radio TV and on racetimeradio.com. And uh, we are late. I was supposed to get a hold of our next guest right at 8 o'clock. But, Junior, because of you and I being long winded, it's now 15 I've never been, minutes. I've never been accused of being long-winded, right. ever. Uh, well, I'm just accusing you now. <laughs> just now. But let's welcome in, shall we? And I might add to any of our listeners, you might want to throw YouTube on because you get a chance to see Dave Gainforth. We got him up on not the hotline, but the video cast. He's up with us. Dave Gainforth, how you doing, buddy?
9: I'm doing good, Joe. How are you guys doing?
0: Fantastic, thing? my man. Hey, huge news. Huge, huge, huge news. Uh, just the other day, uh, Oscar uh, Hot Rods Modifieds now going to merge with the United Racing Series. David, who come up with that one? Was that you, buddy?
9: Well, I'll be honest. Luke and I have been talking probably for a couple of years. Off and on at different races, we would cross paths and we talk for five minutes. And he's always had an interest in helping myself and Oscar, the Mods and the Hot Rods. To, to get to the next step in racing here in Ontario. And, uh, you know, he never pressured me to do anything I wasn't ready to do. Um, at our last event at Delaware in September, the big long weekend, uh, we had a, one of our longer conversations, probably 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking, and uh, with the way I saw things going in, in racing and happening in, you know, the other news and other tracks and stuff, I just decided, I've taken the series as far as I could take it on my own. And now was the perfect opportunity to uh, cap in on the resources and take him up on his offer.
0: First things first, I got to say what you have done for Oscar Hot Rods Modifieds. And I'm going to throw the super late models and the midgets in there, okay? Because those were all under the Oscar banner. Dave Gainforth, that was all you, buddy. That was all you. And I'll tell you what, the, cre- the the history that you have created, and I know you're not going anywhere. You're sticking around, and I don't mean it to sound like you're going anywhere, but the history that you have made and what you have given the race fans of Ontario to come to, to tracks and see over the years has simply been amazing. No one else has done what you have done, my friend, that doesn't own a racetrack or hasn't owned a racetrack congratulations on everything that you've done.
9: Well, thank you very much, Joe. I greatly appreciate the accolades there. Um, I've been very fortunate that, um, over the years I've been looking, I just have the super legal trophy sitting behind me there. i you be see it now. So I, I sure
0: can. Yeah. Yeah.
9: I, I took down the dead flowers there and put up the trophy. Instead. <laughs> um, but I look back and it's been 25 years since I've been involved in NASCAR, starting way back with the supers when it was just the supers. And, uh, it's been quite a ride i've been very fortunate you know um, being able to develop new divisions or helping organize uh, divisions that were here to give them a more solid future uh people buying into my dream uh because they were all just dreams i'm not yeah. <laughs> i'm not any i'm not a race dot or anything else and anything else i'm more just a race fan and i want to see good racing at the track each and every week and uh it's, I've just been very fortunate, that's all. But I do appreciate the accolades and the support from everybody for the, from the past twenty five years.
0: Now you can't see Junior, but he's gonna ask questions. I like, can't even see that's okay. because I haven't got this thing rigged up. There's I've only got a short at me. Yeah, but I oh he might be up. Yeah, he can Hi, see you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. Dave uh, you know I, Looking at uh, obviously you've you've built a tremendous amount of friendships throughout throughout the uh, 25 years and there's been a pile of of people help out Oscar there's been a pile of people race in Oscar there's been a pile of people that have trash talked Oscar right it's 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 all it's all of the above um, it, what has been a, a standout memory of Oscar getting to this point. And, and also to, to follow that up, what is a goal of Oscars in the future?
9: Well, I'd have to say my, my, to start off with when I first started Oscar, the Supers were struggling again. Um, and to be able to build them up to a, a solid 24 car field and, and stuff that was I, I consider that a great accomplishment um, at the time. They were the most expensive race cars in Ontario to, to race. Um, we weren't racing for a lot of money. Oscars never had a lot of money or marketing support. I've been very lucky to have some very dedicated people behind us throughout the years. Um, what's my biggest, I can't pick just one accomplishment. I think just having what we have today, being able to bring the fans, what I do to the racetrack every week, having the support of the drivers. Uh, I think we, between the two divisions this year, we had over 90 drivers participate. Uh, between the hot rods and the modified. Uh, between the two we would average 40 cars a night at a racetrack. I think that's pretty solid for this time of uh, in our economic structure coming out of COVID and everything else. Uh, there's just not one thing that I'm proud of. I'm just proud of everything I've been able to accomplish and-
0: Uh, You've got a lot to be uh, appreciative of uh, and a lot to be proud of uh, with the stuff that you have done, Dave. Uh, So now Luke Ramsey, the United Racing Series and Oscar get put together. Is this uh, an ownership share? Has he bought Oscar? Uh, Are you working for Oscar? What is the formula there? What's the secret sauce going to be?
9: Oscar, we're just now under the the um, United Racing umbrella. Um, fans from the outside are still going to see Oscar Racing. Oscar Racing's not disappearing. Um, there was nothing really to buy <laughs> or, or to sell him. You know, it was just a handshake. Let's just work together and create the best product that we possibly can for everybody. And, you know, and to protect the driver's investments. That's the key thing. Um, you know, they all invested in Oscar Has a traveling series. They wanted to travel, um, and I want to make sure that they're able to continue to do that, and their investment does not go to waste. So they believed in what I did, so I want to make sure I protect them in the long run.
0: Does this equate then to more races that the you know the teams can expect? Or I know at some point uh, you know the teams go, "Hey, Dave, no more races. We got enough." And that's even a split. Half the guys will say, "Yeah, give me more," the other half will say, "Don't." we got too many now. What does this equate
9: to? It actually is going to, um, the talk this year was the amount of traveling and the amount of racing that we did do. Um, Nobody foreseen what the price of gas was going to go up to. Uh, Just the cost of living on your day-to-day life before you even get to the racetrack. Uh, Tire expense and everything else. So they're asking for less races, to be honest with you. We're looking at a 10 to 11 race schedule that that the, the ideal goal is 10 i always book an extra one because it's going to rain sometime yeah so we should still have a 10 to nine point uh, race schedule
0: so is that 10 for the hot rods and 10 for the modifieds
9: yes most likely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and 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 honestly the fan, we're still going to be racing together 99 percent of the time yeah, is the, everything is going to be exactly the same as it was this year, the fans are not going to notice one
0: difference. Yeah, they won't see a difference. Is, is the United Racing Series going to be adopted into the Oscar logo, or have you guys gone that far yet?
9: I'll be honest, we haven't even thought about that yet. Um, we I met Luke uh, a, month, a week and a half ago on a Wednesday. He was leaving on Friday for SEMA. We haven't even spoke since then, <laughs> just on email a couple times. Right. We do have a lot to sit down and work out those fine details and stuff over the next few weeks. But, you know, I imagine it will all be morphed into a, a new logo of some kind, Jess.
0: Yeah, and that'll be cool too, right? Like if that happens, that, that'll that give it a different look. Uh, Marketing-wise, will, uh, will will the United Racing Series take that portion over? Or are you guys going to be still share duties? Because you did a pretty good job, David, in drumming well, up sponsors.
9: I've been very fortunate to have some very dedicated sponsors and marketing partners over the years. And um, I haven't had really a chance to sit down and talk about that with them yet. I'm hoping they all do um, come back next year to continue to support us. Um, Is Luke and United Racing looking for marketing partners? Yes, they are. Um, We do realize that most tracks can only afford to pay a team so much to come through the gate. Uh, before the, right, the price of the ticket is just out of reach for people. We want to—we don't want to put that onus just on the racetrack to get the drivers more money. We realize the onus needs to be on us as well well, and help you, them raise money.
0: You know what the tracks do, right? Uh, we've seen it. We've seen it. Uh, recent history will show. When they get a show in, they love bumping the track. And I'm not saying every track. I'm saying some tracks. Put the price in outer space because they've got a tour coming in, and the very guys that are coming in to you know to to pad the car count, to put the show on, those are the guys paying the big buck at the pit gate. I've never agreed with that, but it, that's the way I've seen it happen recently.
9: And, and that has become sort of the trend that the racers always feel they're kind of paying for their own show. And partially they are. Yes, you can't deny that. And, and racetracks do do that. And, but their expenses go up as well, you know, to, to operate a racetrack now is very, very expensive. I've been on the other end two or three years ago when I did course, I know how much it is to, to do it. And I didn't have to have canteen staff and cleanup and and all that other stuff where everybody there flipping the burgers, making minimum wage now, which is what, $15 Oh yeah. or something. So their costs are just astronomical. So they have to pass that cost off onto their consumers. Or they're they're not going to make any money, and if they're not making money, they're not going to be there, and we're all just
0: well. That's true for trophies. But you got to <laughs> run off volume too, right, Dave? So if you put oh, your price absolutely. too high, no, no, no. It doesn't take rocket science to figure out that your volume is going to be lower because less people can afford to go. If you're going to work off volume, you need to have a marketable price, and I don't think uh, you know like ABC – Did a great job when they were at Delaware Speedway. And I don't think we've seen a $45 ticket at Delaware Speedway for anything this year.
9: No. And sometimes lowering your price by $5 will end up making you more money in the long run. People have a $100 bill in their pocket. They're going to spend it. They're either going to spend it at the front gate to get in, or they're going to buy a burger or fries, or they're going to buy your souvenir t shirt or something. You're, they're not going home with that money in their pocket. No. They're, they're gonna spend it. It's just, it depends where they do spend it. So if you lower the price to get in, you're gonna get more people coming in to buying a bottle of water, where there's a lot, huge markup on water than there is. Well,
0: just hey, don't make them pull the second look, hundred out, because it'll be the last time you see them. Junior, go. Huh.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. look at JP. JP used to do one tuning night a year at Beter Bros. Speedway. Yep, yep. Now, now, what is it, three tuning nights a year? There's. The, he, uh, well, he,
9: I think he's raised it to $4. I think it's called double tuning night now. Yeah. A but, but he whole four still bucks? Yeah, it's still $4 to get in but for a great night to raise. But yet, there's two but, of them,
1: right? Is, there's two shows like that, right?
9: I think you've three, to be three. honest. With you. I'm three not of sure. them. Yeah.
1: But, so you look at that, and, and I've seen the photos. The place is jammed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I've been to places where it's $45 to get in. You can shoot a cannon, and you, yep. you can't hit nobody in the grandstands. Well, I mean, uh, for me, all day long, until that grandstand is full, I'm lowering my price. Until that grandstand is jammed, like you can't fit another person in, now we can start to up the price. Well,
0: there's sponsorship too. That that used to be an offsetting factor when I owned the Speedway. Well It is an offsetting factor, but there has to
1: be people. Well, I know, like, and th- that's
0: know. the problem. Is, you're is not going to get that. You're you not going to get the, the people, chicken without, without the egg.
1: Exactly. And, exactly. And yeah. and when I look at when I look at the state of of motorsports today is. That's one of the things that NASCAR learned the hard way. You know, they their prices were crazy for through the growth period, right? When they got up into the late nineties, when they were at their peak, they, their their prices were astronomical. And when the when the crowd started dwindling, those prices tumbled, and they had yeah, they to did. tumble. Yeah. And now you can go to the championship weekend at Phoenix for forty five dollars. Now, is it a great seat? Absolutely not. It's a it's a seat in the grandstands, but uh, you know you can go there for forty five bucks, and
0: you can watch every replay on your phone. Exactly, and, <laughs> and,
1: exactly. Or watch you watch know, the big screen, and yeah. you, you, only to, you only have to you only have to walk fifty five feet to get a hot dog and a three dollar beer. But it, when you look at the entire thing uh, right now, the, the, motorsports is definitely missing the volume side, um, in in fear of losing money. Um, and the second that a business does that is is they become overpriced unless the brand is worth it, right? Unless the brand is, if if you have a Rolex, well, you can charge a lot of money for a Rolex and you don't need to sell many of them. That's right. But I'm sorry. We don't have that brand. No. Motorsports in Canada doesn't have that brand. There's only one Rolex.
0: There's only one Rolex. I, I believe Delaware Speedway set the benchmark this year. I watched their prices. I watched the shows that they had. Mm-hmm. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, there was good value at Delaware Speedway. Hats off to Luke and his whole bunch. They did it. And I wouldn't doubt they came pretty close to either making a few bucks or coming real close.
9: Oh, I agree. They when they're do, Luke and his group, when they do something, they do it right. Yep. And they try to keep it economical for everybody to come and be a part of the show. Yeah, you know whether it's one day, two days, you go to the concert if that's your thing. They, they they have different options there for you to be a part of the show over the course of the weekend. Yep.
0: So is registration opened up for you guys now, Dave? Um, uh, banquets all done, right?
9: Oh no, we haven't had our banquet yet. Oh,
0: oh, okay. No, I thought ours.
9: We I don't, usually, was... don't we usually have ours until uh, January sometime. We're just in the process of getting all the date and everything done. Ah. Um, re- registration is not open yet um, for next year. We're open to have our uh, get-together meetings by the end of November, first week of December, because I'm sure guys are going to have lots of questions and, and stuff of what's going on. And, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that we have enough time to get everything in place, to have the answers for other questions, so when they leave, there, they're confident in the program that we're we're putting forward for next year.
0: This is too cool. Uh, great news, great news. When I seen it I went, wow, my my jaw hit the table. Uh I went, good good job Dave. Good job Luke. Uh fantastic news. And I can only see positives coming out of it. Um does it uh I I can imagine I don't know for sure, but I can imagine Hearing Sunset announced that they were going to try and put Modifieds in this year, I don't know how their process is making out, if they're getting any kind of traction with it. Does it matter now? Does it matter? Do you think the teams will uh, just all, the, all all hang in there with Oscar and continue to build now with this news?
9: Well, even before the merger happened, I was still going to have Oscar Modifieds in 2023. We were still going to have a Turing Series if, if I ended up with five cars I had five cars. I had spoken to all the promoters, and, you know, I told them, "I still believe in this division. Do you believe in me?" And they all did, and they all realized, you know, I can't control what another promoter does with his speedway that's 100 uh, percent his business. Um, did it upset me? Yes. Was I disappointed? Yes. have I seen this before? Yes. <laughs> you, you have a wheel. Um, so we all have, and uh, I hate seeing history repeat itself. When it didn't have a positive outcome the first time. Yeah. 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 The first time, the second
0: time, the third time. Uh, we we can carry on with that.
9: Exactly. It's just a revolving circle. It's just racing is just another lap. It takes about 10 years to do a lap and it just puts a full circle again. So, but I think I'm very confident. You know, the guys, I haven't received any negativity from our drivers that have reached out to me so far. Um, they all have questions, you know, How much money am I going to be racing for and all this other kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's on all I tell them, it's not going to be any less than it was last year. Yep. You know, that's all I can tell you right now.
0: And if more is a bonus, right?
9: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I I heard you talking before, you know, about the hot rods and stuff. And uh, no matter what I, no matter what money we do find or whatever, they're all going to get paid the same. I'm not changing the format. It's still. I still have control over this kind of stuff, and uh, Luke is just there, and his group is just there for support. If I have questions, to offer suggestions, he's seen things that I haven't seen in this sport before, and vice versa. And, uh, you know, I think together we're going to be a pretty good group. And uh, just people don't need to panic. Nothing's changing. No. <laughs> the world's not ending here in Ontario Racing. Everything there's still going to be APC races and Oscar will be racing on the same night
1: some other time. It's a big plus, absolutely. It is. It's, no, it's, it's nothing going to change. It's super exciting. Dave, would would the time ever come where you might have like, and this is this is only out of bench racing with other people. Would the time ever come where you have maybe a couple of hot rod races where there might be like a an increased payout or a like a breakout payout that's more traditional where you have like. You know, a handful of races, um, or 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 you have you know two crown jewels, call it, where you have a traditional payout where the winner actually you know wins more money type of a deal, or, or or like obviously you know you're happy with it. The competitor base is happy with it. The champion Steve Book, he was on the show and said, you know, look, I I love I love it ninety nine percent of the time, but that one percent you want to race for more money. Yeah, you know that's kind of how he put it. Um, yeah. but would you see a time where there would be a couple of races perhaps, or, or maybe a race that's a crown jewel where, where you have, you know, a, a breakout where, you know, the winner gets 1500 bucks or whatever, like where, where there's like a, a, a step down, um, you know, program.
9: If I thought it was going to be beneficial to, to the high road series. Absolutely. To me to have one guy win $1,500 and the next guy to win like the top heavy, old, old Dolly Parton purses. That's what we used to call them. They're all top heavy. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they're, time you get to fifth, you're racing for the same amount of money again that you would be on a normal night.
1: Yep. yep. So
9: why I don't see the benefit paying those four people more. Yep. I'd rather give it to the people that finish 10th to 20th because they're the ones that I need there every week. The first 10 are going to be there every week, whether, whether I'm just handing out a trophy. Those ten are going to be there. It's the bottom ones that I need to make sure they got gas money to put in their hauler next week, or they can buy groceries, and the wife tells them they can go racing or something. Yeah, so they're the ones that I need to make sure they're there. But would I do it if everybody got paid fifteen hundred dollars? Absolutely. If everybody got that, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. If everybody yeah, yeah. Everybody got it. If I win the well, I didn't win the seventy million we built up again.
0: Neither did I. Neither did I. But, but, final, know, it, final question for you tonight, David. Uh, Will you do me a favor, please entertain the idea, just entertain the idea of pulling those super late models back under that banner and helping those guys out because I I believe, and I could be dead wrong, and if I'm wrong, let me know, Uh, but they need it. They need the continuity, those guys are racers and they're real good at it. But they need organization and I believe they've done a great job. Don't get me wrong. They have done a good job for being a bunch of racers themselves trying to put together a promotional package but they need your help. They need Oscar. They need the Oscar United Racing Series. They need this new effort and it would be so, so, so cool to see them back under your banner.
9: Well, if, if they came to me and asked for help, I was would- certainly try to help them any way I possibly can. I um, they've been struggling. Yes. I think they realized I can't race and run a race series at the same time. It's just, it's too hard. You just can't do that kind of stuff. But they, I, if I was going to do it, there'd have to be a few rule changes and I don't know if they're open to those rule changes or not right now. But if they came to me tomorrow and asked me, Dave, will you help me? I would help them just because again, I'm a race fan. I I still love super late model racing. I still I like the Ontario super late models. I see them as often as I can, you know. And I got a lot of friends there. I've made a few enemies over the time, but you know, <laughs> haven't we all? We all have, you know. But there's yeah. very few people that I get up in the morning and do what we do for a living. There's only eight or nine of it, or How many promoters are in Ontario? Twenty. Yeah. include all the dirt tracks and half the of them are doing it part time. Yeah, you know, there's probably 25 of us that do what we do in all of Ontario. So yeah, you know, there is a lot of criticism out there that you know we could do it better.
0: Yeah. Well, get on all it. Right. <laughs> all right, get on all it. Right,
9: it's not it's not as easy as you think. Here you go. Here's it,
0: the soapbox. Get
1: on
9: you, it. Exactly. It's not yeah. as easy getting on Facebook and just trashing somebody. It's not that easy, you know. But yeah, honestly, Joe, if they came to me and asked me, yes, I would help them. In any way I possibly could. I thought get, you would say back, that.
0: I thought you would say that. To get
9: them back that. to where they
0: were. Yeah. David, we've enjoyed the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, congratulations on the news. I know there is going to be a ton more to announce when you and Luke actually get time to sit down. When he gets back from SEMA and you guys get time to sit down, I know that January banquet is going to be a barn burner now. Uh, well, and I know good
9: parties anyway, so. <laughs> we
0: are going to get you back on this show whenever you got something to announce uh, and uh, you, you want it out to the masses. Uh, Dave, you can count on Race Time Radio, buddy.
9: Well, guys, I appreciate everything you've done for Oscar over the years. For, you've been involved as long as I've been here. For 30, 32 years, Oscar's been around. and We just finished our 32nd year. So that's pretty impressive for everything that we faced over the years. A lot of ups and downs. And a lot of people thought we were down and out. And we just, we're like the cockroach of racing. We just keep surviving and coming back bigger and stronger. That's the way, that's the way I like to put at it. So, but absolutely, if, well, as soon as we got some news, you guys will be the first to hear. And, uh, you know, if you time you, you have any questions or anything, you, you got my number and now you got my Facebook. You can look at my ugly <laughs> face anytime you want.
0: <laughs> Dave, this has been great. Thanks so much, buddy. We surely appreciate it.
9: Uh, okay, guys. We'll
0: see you. You betcha. That's Dave Gainforth. Uh, great to catch up with him. Oscar, uh, watch for big news. It's coming. I know it's going to be coming. Uh, I- incredible. We're going to hit this break. When we come back, we're going to tra- talk Camping Road Truck Series with one of the best. He finished sixth on Friday night in that 23 GMS GMS. Champion Power Equipment machine. We got Grand and Finger going to join us on the other side of the rig. Stay with us. Poor, pitiful me,
3: roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the North Country?
0: From
5: coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks.
0: Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport. The official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro.
7: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know how.
5: Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Alpert. Tom
3: Cochran's most famous song, Life of the Highway, was a number one hit in Canada, and it hit the top 10 in the Billboard charts back in 1992. It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song, like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver.
6: Canadian Sports Trivia. Here's Joe Thistle.
2: During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through the legs slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent, and it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all.
6: Canadian Sports Trivia. Tonight's
0: Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Ndegadish, Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your
7: engines!
5: Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM
0: 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, We get to our final guest of the night. This guy was looking so, so good in his Camping World truck, the number 23 power equipment uh g m s truck uh grand Enfinger joins us on the hotline what's going on tonight there grand how you doing buddy
4: doing great, doing great, yeah, just uh finished up with the last race of the season, so I'm actually back down in Alabama, seeing the family and um, taking a little bit of downtime this week. So, ah, uh, yeah, just, uh, finished it, finished it off on Friday night. So, so taking a little break now.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it in a much deserved break there. Grand and finger kind of nice to know that you're going to be back in that 23 truck at, uh, Daytona and the season's all ready to go. So you can take a little bit of a break this time.
4: Yeah, definitely a great feeling knowing, uh, coming back to a first class organization in, in GMS racing next year. And, and, um, you know, honored to have champion power equipment on our truck again next year. So, so yeah, you know, it seems like, uh, things are, things are, uh, gearing up to, to, to have a great 2023. We, uh, we, we've made a lot of progress the, the second half and, and really the last third of this season. We've, we've made a lot of progress, got a lot more speed and, um, we've got big plans for the off season too. We're, we're not resting on, on how we finished. We're, uh, we're going to con- continue to make these Chevrolets better.
0: Ah, 23 and 23. How about that for uh, numerology?
4: Yeah, maybe that's a good element for us next year.
0: (laughs) And, uh, I don't know, Junior, take it
1: from there. (laughs) <laughs> How do I take it from there, man? Well, you, you just kind of paused. Good. You took it, took twenty- it right to the edge of the cliff, and then you left it there. Twenty three for twenty three and twenty three. Yeah, yep, yeah, I can see good. it. Yeah, and twenty two and twenty two. Hey, look at the cup oh, series. look at look at yeah, today. Yeah, Joey okay, Logano yeah. wins. Yeah, we're done with that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Grant. Uh, uh, looking at uh, you know, obviously driving for GMS, uh, uh, you've got a long history over there. Uh, their their truck program. Um, their their ARCA program uh, has been super strong you know since since really the inception um, you look over there 's also the gms petty relationship on the on the NASCAR cup series side does Does the relationship with with Jimmy Johnson you know kind of buying into the the petty gms uh, program over there change your outlook on the truck series side at all or or are those two you know kind of entities completely separate?
4: Uh, they're not completely separate. Um, Under the you know, same obviously roof, but... the, 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 the cup deal is, is, uh, in the same shop is the, the truck program. So, um, the cup cars are so different yeah. these days that, that I think, uh, less technology is, is kind of relevant than, than in years past. Um, but the fact that you got so many, um, great minds in one shop and so many, so many resources that, you know, if we, if we have a question, we can go over there. You know, Hensley can can talk to to Dave Ellens to Eric Jones, his crew chief, and um you know, there's just so many smart minds over there, just throughout the shop. You know, and and uh, and, and and it goes both ways, it seems like. But but yeah, you, you add a, a another person like Jimmy Johnson in there, huge resource, obviously for for the drivers, but to be able to lean on and, and stuff like that. But but also just you know the the relationships he has and and uh, so important on, on the Cup side of things and. And, uh, pretty, pretty cool that, that he'll be running some, some cup races with, with, uh, Petty GMS next year. And, um, yeah, definitely, uh, uh takes it to, a, to another level. I, I think, um, you know, I, I, had some, some people asking me at the beginning of the year, you know, what, what the expectations were on the, on the cup side of things. And, I mean, at the end of the day, Maury Gallagher, Mike Dean, Ron Booth, everybody that's, uh, that's, uh, in the leadership role at, uh, GMS and Petty GMS, the number one goal is to win. Like and, and win on the arcade level, win on the late model level, win on the truck level, win win at the whatever they're in, they 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 want to win and, and they're willing to do what it takes to, to do that. So so obviously adding adding a a person like Jimmy Johnson is gonna do nothing but, but elevate the entire program.
1: Only fourteen cup championships on that on that ownership panel. That's yeah. it. There's only fourteen, you know, that's it. Yeah. That's all it is. Hey, That's j- incredible, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's like the match made in heaven. When I when I seen that release, it, that, that was there was two releases in in the past like 3 weeks where I was like, wow, like I didn't see that one coming no, at I all. No, I didn't see you that. You know, one. like that that there was uh was incredible to see. Grant uh at Phoenix uh you know was was looking to be really kind to you, uh but it didn't shake out that way all, all the way through. Um take us back to uh to Friday night.
4: Yeah, you know, um this is actually one of the um I guess the only race in the last three or so months that we actually were were able to have a real practice. We had a fifty minute practice session to so where we could talk about things and, and actually make changes to our champion power equipment Chevy. So so uh myself and, and Hensley were really looking forward to that and, and taking advantage of that time and I feel like we, we utilized it well. Um when we unloaded there at Phoenix we, uh, we're not a very good truck on short runs, but, but seem to be, be pretty sporty on long runs. And, um, we made some, some adjustments for that because, um, in truck racing, man, it, it seems like you have to be able to get them on restarts. And, uh, you're, you're almost better off to be good on a short run than you are on a long run. We don't, we don't have that many long runs in the truck series. So, so we made some adjustments. Uh, I feel like we went the right way. Um, we're able to, to kind of, drive around the top 10 most of the day um for our final stage we we made the truck better we we got up into the top five and never really were in contention to win the race um without something wild happening but i had a a solid top five truck able to 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 drive our way up there and um had a little hiccup on on our last last pit stop there and then then got ran in the wall on on a restart and and fell back to 16th but but able to, uh, to come back to, to sixth in the, in the last few laps. So, um, you know, thankful to, to have a good truck. Thankful to, to make all the improvements we had on it. And, um, we didn't use this for an all out test session, but, but we do, um, our, myself and Jeff Hensley and, and all of us at GMS Racing, we plan to be racing for a championship at Phoenix next year. So we, uh, we did come here with, with a little bit different package than, than we've ever run before. And, uh, definitely think it was promising. So. Um, I, I think we got some, some good notes for the notebook and, um, definitely we, we have some more potential and, and some things that, that we can go further on and some things that we would maybe do a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, just a, a solid night for us and, and got shaken up a little bit, got, got ran into quite a few times and, and uh, still able to, to come home six. So not a, not a bad night, not, not the, not the checkered flag that we wanted to end the season with, but, but not a, not a bad night
3: either.
0: No, and a good year or two. You made the chase. Uh, if you didn't blow a tire at Talladega, where would you been? You know, like it, it, it was looking promising up until that tire popped. Um, and, and, you know, you've you've had a decent year. You had success. You had uh, everything that you do want in a season other than a championship run. And like you say, building that notebook just that much thicker uh, w- with the big picture in mind, there's nothing wrong with that.
4: Yeah, you know, and uh, it's 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 a matter of utilizing the the resources we have and, and making the most of the situations that, that we had, and I think we did a pretty good job of that this year. And and uh, you know, got our one checkered flag at IRP. We we sure wanted wanted some more of those, but but overall, just um, you know, can't say enough uh, about the the effort that was put into this truck this year. So I've never never had in my career the the amount of effort and the amount of resources that we we had this year. So um thank you to everybody at gms racing gms fabrication and chevrolet for that i mean it was uh it was awesome to 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 be able to go to the simulator as much as we were and and to be able to get the the information that we were looking for and um i think that's a big reason we were able to make such big gains because when we started out the year man it was uh it was rough you know we just flat out didn't have the speed um but but man we uh we made so many gains since uh since february and uh, definitely, definitely proud
1: of that. All right, Grant, close that book. Throw it on top of the toolbox now. Well, you're already with the family, so the book ah. is closed. It's sitting on top of the toolbox already. But the leaves are changing, right? They're 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 changing colors. They're going to start to fall off down there in North Carolina pretty soon here, if they haven't already. Um, you're on Race Time Radio. And uh, it seems like every year at this time, I ask you the same damn question, and then you dance ah. around it for a little bit, and then you come back on three months from now or, th- or sorry three weeks from now and, and, and say the answer but are you running the derby this year?
4: I, I don't think so.
1: Ah, uh, we'll see. You know, in three hey, weeks. Hey, 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 hold What's on. This? Rewind the tape. Rewind <laughs> the yeah, tape. I
0: could play. Uh, I, I think 5 so. years where I don't think so. And then we look and here's in the starting lineup Grand N Finger.
4: <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm more of a last minute person and you know, if somebody calls me in a week or two. I'm I'm not saying I would say no, but um I have not pursued anything at all this year and once uh, we were able to, to make it into the playoffs, nothing else mattered. There was bombs going off every way, and um, I had one or two people talking to me about it, and, and I I'd, I'd nipped it in the bed or, but early on and just wanted to 100% focus on our playoffs and, and the trucks and, and all that, and now that that's ended a couple of days ago, <laughs> I'm not saying I would say no now, um, but, but but yeah, it's just no, no plans of it right now, and I think I'm, uh, I'm sitting this one out this year.
0: All right. Well, we'll see. We'll 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 see what happens. Stay tuned, everybody. Looking
1: looking forward to uh, hearing your interview. And if you do end up at at the Derby, you, you better, you best give us a shout out when you're interviewed. But, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but anyways. I will. My, my
4: buddies, anytime I I run the snowball, um, you know, I have, I have friends of mine from, from down here that, that, uh, that help me and they, they, (laughs) they get exhausted. They get exhausted when I, you know, I'm telling them for three
1: months
0: in advance that we're, we're not running. We're not running. And I'm, I'm calling them two weeks ahead of time. Hey, what,
1: what are you, what are what are you we doing? doing? <laughs> well, yeah, what are we doing for the derby, guys?
0: Hey, how big a sticker do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Uh, Grant, uh, I know we're getting close to the top of the hour here, but I got to ask you. Uh, you've been in the truck series a while now. Uh, Camping World uh, was part of the truck series for a long time here. Uh, talk a bit about them as a title sponsor of the series. I know Craftsman is coming in. Camping World, I don't think enough has been said. Uh, I know everybody has said thank you a million times over, but uh, to hear it from a competitor, what a company to back this series. Uh, they were tremendous.
4: Yeah, they really have been. in um, you know, 14 years in in, in the sport is, is the primary sponsor there of the truck series. um pretty incredible you know that's uh that's a long time that's, uh, that's a that's a a statement for um the relationship uh those those guys had and they weren't just good to the nascar which you know nascar i don't know if they're the they have the reputation of the easiest people to work with and, and i don't think racers do either um but man marcus and and camping world did a lot specifically for for the teams and and for you know the drivers and in the road crews and and, um, and I, I think that was, that was pretty cool. That's something that, um, you know, I, I, don't think, um, gets done very often. Um, and, and yeah, there, there is, you know, um, I don't know, just, just little, little moments of appreciation that, uh, that, that I feel like, uh, went a long way. And, um, yeah, definitely thank you to, to those guys. And, and, uh, been, been, been pretty cool to, to, to have that on, on, uh, on our trucks for, all of the races that, that I've made in, in the series and, um, and man, that's the, that's the market that is racing. Man, I mean, I, I, have a camper. We, we were riding around in the, the, in the champion golf cart this weekend, uh, finding champion generators at, at Phoenix and, and you just see them for, for miles out there and, um, and camping and, and truck series and NASCAR go together. So, so yeah, definitely gonna, gonna miss them in the sport. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully the relationship with with craft, Craftsman
0: is is as good as that one was. Yeah, yeah, good. Well said, Grant. Well said. And I know uh, those Craftsman tools will get the job done. Uh, I can't wait to see Craftsman back into the series. Uh, puts me back into the Todd Bodine days, and I used to love watching Todd fly around those tracks and uh, you know winning Craftsman championships and Hornaday and the rest of the guys. But uh,
4: I'm, I'm uh, hoping they'll. they'll They'll give away a toolbox for for the winter like they did back in the day. They they set it up on the roof of the truck. So so hopefully they can do that, and ho- hopefully we can come home with a few next year. Well, yeah, get, it would not be cool. If you get more
1: than five, I want one of them. <laughs> it would be, <it'd> be cool.
0: <laughs> All anyway. right. All uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, typical junior. And uh, also uh looking forward right, to seeing you at the working Derby. An angle. Hey, I always, always. got to work an angle. Always, always.
0: Hey, do you got to take Wilbur for a walk like I got to take Wilbur for a walk? Uh, do you take your <laughs> Wilbur for a walk?
4: You know, I, I I tried doing that for the first six months or so, and, and really tried to domesticate him. I, I do have some videos of of me walking Wilbur, but it is uh it has been a while. And and man, the fight that he would put up when I'd put him uh, a, a harness on, it um uh, man, I I thought the neighbors were going to call the cops. They I thought they <laughs> they thought they thought somebody was uh, was getting seriously um, hurt over there. Just, uh, I mean, all, all I'm doing is, is picking up his legs, putting, putting this little harness on him, and, and man, you could uh, you could hear from miles away. So um, I haven't done that in quite a while. I, I tried to do that and, and just, just threw in the towel, gave up. He's he's just a wild pig. He just happens
1: to live in my house. Yeah, just and- for the record, this is not Grant's son. This is his pig. Yeah, this is his pig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. And I'll tell you what, if Wilbur seen something that he wanted to go after, he'd take you for a mean ride, wouldn't he?
4: You know, he, um, when he wants to go somewhere, he can get there a lot faster than you would ever expect. Pigs are, uh, pigs are fast, but the one thing that, that really surprised me is how quick he can change directions. I mean, the, the Joker, I mean, he's, uh, he's like Barry Sanders. Like, he, he can go from, from one end to the, to the next. Like, if, if he does not want to get caught, you're not catching him. I can tell you that. <laughs> And if he wants to go through a brick wall, he can go through a brick wall. It's just a matter of if if he wants it bad enough.
0: (laughs) Incredible. Grant, you enjoy yourself at home. I'll tell you, we all enjoyed watching you in that 23 champion power equipment machine all summer long. And uh, you did a great job, and you're always a great guest on here. Always a wealth of knowledge, and we look forward to shaking your tree in about three weeks just before the derby that you're going to race. And uh, I know we look forward to catching up with you before Daytona, for sure. All
4: right. Well, that sounds great, guys. And uh, y'all stay warm up there in the great wide north and uh, look, look forward to, to talking to y'all soon.
0: Oh, put your sunscreen on. Have fun, buddy. Thank you. That is Grant Enfinger, uh, always a great guest on Race Time Radio because it's so great we can talk trucks with him and Xfinity with Alex Labbe. I want you to know, everybody tuned into race time radio uh next week we are gonna have a segment with how about the cup champion we have uh, it's already pre-arranged we're gonna have a segment with joey logano right here on race time radio for you so if you didn't catch everything joey said uh we're sure hoping that everything still materializes but i'm Very confident that it will. Um, We look forward to catching up with Joey Logano next Sunday night here on Race Time Radio. It will be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be the first time we've ever had a Cup champion on here. Now I say that. Joey Logano's been on Race Time Radio a number of Absolutely. times, yeah. Um, but
1: right after winning the championship,
0: and uh, I do believe we got a good shot of getting Ross Chastain at some point. Maybe not next week, um, but, uh, but you never know that uh, Ross Chastain could join us. Uh, I know I'll be reaching out to him and trying to get him on the show, uh, and you know we'll, we'll get some some real guys, uh, some real Cup guys on here to, to get some perspective of uh, what it's like through the off season. Uh, but that's gonna do it for Junior and I here tonight. This has been a lot
1: of fun tonight. We had a great guests tonight, Junior. We did. It was a great lineup, and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing what we can uh, what we can look forward to during the off season. Um, yeah. You know, the releases that we're seeing uh, are catching us by surprise now. Just imagine what we're going to be seeing when we get down into oh. the into the dog days of the winter, when we get down into you know the early February, heading into Daytona and Speed Weeks and all that great stuff. So, um, man, uh, it's shaping up to be a good. 2023 already and uh, uh, we're we're just finishing up here. You want to believe
0: it. Got to thank Sue in the Race Time Radio studio here. Thanks Susie Q and uh, to all of our friends back in Toronto at Sirius XM. But that's going to do it for Junior and I tonight. You have a good one everybody and we will see you back here next Sunday night all live on Race Time Radio Race Time Radio TV on YouTube if you want to watch us we'll see you then. Bye for now.